1: Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are live today from the Dish Professionals. Call them. 801-424-DISH. Get set up. 801-424-3474. Uh, and if you do so, you'll get an extra 100 bucks to put in your pocket today just for doing it during the big show. So call them 801-424-DISH. I want to remind you about the RV show. The Utah RV Super Show is back at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy September 16th through the 19th. Join us, the big show, Thursday and Friday from 2 to 6 and see the newest technology and latest trends in RVs. And, in fact, if you want to come by the DISH Professionals today, 8034 South State Street, we have some jazz gear for you and... If you're nice to Megan, she'll hook you up with uh, free tickets to go to the RV Super Show. So uh, come on by, 8034 South State Street, and we'll get you hooked up. Uh, we, we... Is that the only reason to be nice to Megan? Is there... Oh, no, I'm just saying more she's the, uh, the in control of the RV uh, <laughs> okay. Super Show tickets. And so if you come in and are not nice to Megan, you're probably not going to get free tickets. That's all. <laughs> good point. Very good point. She also is in control of the jazz gear, so this is why she's very popular. Not because of her sparkling personality? True. There are many reasons she's very right. popular, but that was uh, that just one of them.
2: It sounded somewhat singular there. The, the, one
1: that the RV Super Show. We're going to be out there. Gordon, Ed, you and I, we've done the RV Super Show a bunch of years, and it's always really cool to see what's out yeah, there. I'll and agree. RVs are are in high demand these days. People are hitting the open road. So find out for yourself what yeah. uh, what's out there. All true. As you know, I was actually looking at RVs a while ago. I don't know if it would suit you. I still don't know that. A lot of people out there. And you know what? If you get an RV, pick up a tailgater from the Dish Professionals. Take your uh, sports with you you wherever you go. 801-424-DISH. That's 801-424-3474. Uh, We can continue to talk rivalry. Cole Fotheringham is going to be on with us uh, coming up at uh, 530. You can leave your open mics as well. The other big football news, um, Gordon, uh, Clay Helton has been fired at uh, USC. Any local coaches here that might be uh, contacted about that job? I doubt it. Um that doesn't mean that if I weren't USC, I might look around a little bit. I think what Kalani's building at BYU is pretty awesome. I think uh, Coach Witt has uh, more than plenty of fine head coaching credentials that should make him, if he wanted that job, so if
2: Kalani, make him a candidate. If, but if Kalani keeps up with the success, how long before other schools are contacting him? I, not, or long, his representative. not long That's, at all, I would think. Yeah, it makes you wonder. Uh, SC, I don't know if that would be something that would be – uh, in the offing because S.E. wants to get a bigger name guy, I think. But if he keeps winning, this is a question that will uh, that will arise.
1: Does SC really want a bigger name guy? Because the guys they're talking about, I don't know. Luke Fickle, really? Big name guy you have in mind? Yeah, not and really. And the second choice is Bob Stoops. And apparently, according to Dennis Dodd, they've also kicked the tires on Chris Peterson, who – Um, has said repeatedly uh, over the past year that he's not interested in getting back into college coaching.
2: Mm. All right. Well, I don't know who they're going to hire. I I don't know who their list of candidates includes, but it seems like, uh, see, money's not a problem. So if money's not a problem, usually that brings all kinds of candidates into play.
1: Well, I don't know. I don't know how many they're looking uh, at. It doesn't sound like they are. Chris Peterson? Didn't he turn him down once before? Yeah, well, if you believe, uh, you know, he was offered the USC job before he took the Washington. Okay, job. all right. And he passed on the USC job, and then USC hired Sarkeesian and then Peterson replaced Sarkeesian at Washington. Okay. Hmm.
2: How long before Urban gets fired?
1: I don't know. We lost to the worst team in the NFL week one, so.
2: But he's he's a great college coach. I don't, I, I, don't I, think, I don't know.
1: I think I think Urban's possibilities are there. I think Urban's a great coach, but I think Urban also wears out his welcome. Well, does that? But I think he also picks his opportunities pretty carefully. And you don't think SC has the cupboard full down there,
2: do you? Uh,
1: it might be a bigger job than stepping in and replacing Trestle at Ohio State.
2: So you don't think any local coach here. Kyle Whittingham. I don't Kalani think Witt would take it, would be, and
1: I don't think that they, that they, they, they Kalani is the is connected to this job. Okay, I mean, so
2: let me ask this question: Kyle Whittingham, he's had this terrific career at Utah. He's getting up there in age. He's getting to the point now where he's probably thinking about somewhere on down the road, uh, slowing down, whatever, floating on a raft. Uh, if SC came to him, even though he's established this whole thing at Utah. If SC came to him and offered him, or you, if you were him, uh, $7 million a year, $8 million a year, would you be tempted to take it at this point? Well, he's probably not that far off it now. What's Coach Whip making? Five? Four and change? I'm not sure. I mean, SC has those kinds of deep pockets.
1: 4.1. Um if it were me, Kyle, I'd, I'd love to be in the position where I could pass up that kind of scratch. That'd be nice. Um,
2: well, well, but, well but Kyle's, Witt, Kyle's I, got a lot of money. He's got a lot of money. Right,
1: that's what I'm saying. But it, but, it would be – here's the thing. If I were Coach Witt, I think I'd probably pass just because, listen, he's got a good thing going. He's got a coaching staff around him that, that I think he trusts uh, to do a lot of the heavy lifting. And his he's got family here. We've seen, you know – visible change in coach witter or at least I think we have since he became a grandfather where you know he'll go out there and be a little bit more lighthearted and he's talked about his grandkids and that sort of thing before I think you're talking about a guy that maybe has a few other priorities plus I think he's passed up jobs to stay here in the past but because- I mean I,
2: that's why I was throwing the, the the dollar figure out there that's just kind of off the charts uh is money would money be enough to draw him away as he faded into the sunset i don't know that's a, that'd have to be a question for him but you wonder if usc would be interested in a veteran coach like that or if they're looking for some hotshot youngster to kind of uh take the program over the next say
1: 10 years where they want it to go well in this case i think coach bones just hiring his guy or wants to anyway hmm. i mean he came from cincinnati true so i think like most athletic directors they're gonna hire people that they're connected to
2: do you think coaches talk to administrators way back in the beginning and say hey if you ever make it yeah keep me in mind yeah i think that's i think it yeah, yeah there's something there yeah
1: well, it goes the other way around, too. Didn't Gary Anderson get Scott Barnes hired at Oregon State? I don't know, did he? I don't know that. Well, I mean, is it any coincidence that Gary Anderson takes the Oregon State job and then they're looking for an athletic director and they hire his old boss from Utah State?
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't... Well, look, uh, you know, with the old brotherhood, right? Everybody's
1: connected. No, it's, it's there's some. a lot on the line. So you're going to hire somebody you're familiar with and have confidence in because the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And so when it's you're nice in a position. If you get to, if you, it's nice if you get to a point where you can hire your boss. Yeah, well, it it is nice. But I think in this case, I think there's a tremendous amount of of pressure for Bone to hire the right guy because he's not a quote-unquote USC guy. Right. So he's not going to get any benefit of the doubt from the boosters and the and the 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 fans and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think he's he's got to get it right and so you hire a coach I kind of I kind of like it in a weird way do you get rid of the search firm and all that crap and just go with a guy who's who you know is going to come in and run the type of program you want to run and has shown that he can have success I get it it's the safe
2: bet if you were an NFL coach head coach and the situation was less than perfect would you consider going back to college if you're it was talking right about situation? urban
1: again no I just uh, well, you said going back to college so
2: well I no, I bet back in uh, arrears to the way the structure usually is. You don't see NFL coaches usually go to college,
1: except Pete Carroll. <laughs> we had to, didn't he? Well, he wasn't getting any NFL jobs, I suppose. <laughs> you know. So,
2: I mean, I'm not talking about SC hire and Bill Belichick, but if you were, if you were the head coach, let's say, what do NFL coaches make? I'm not even sure. Less than a lot of college ones. Okay, so if let's say you're coaching, pick a team. I'd stay in the NFL. You don't no matter need what. To say, but, well, yeah. Well, Cliff way,
3: Kingsbury makes five and a half million per.
2: Yeah, way fewer. Okay, but, so if SC came to him and said,
1: "We'll pay you $10 million," but here's the thing: the the NFL it's a better job. Like not, I, I'm talking about from like a, a the job standpoint. You actually get to coach in the NFL.
2: You don't think college coaches get to coach?
1: I think it's like 10th on their priority list. Well, that's not true. Oh yeah, it's, it's not totally that severe. True. No, because if you think about it in college, you're also the general manager. I mean, you're responsible for recruiting. You're responsible for all that stuff. Right, but you can hire people to do that. And then you come in at the last minute and close the deal? I don't think that's how most college coaches work. Okay. All right. I think there's a lot. The, the job is more difficult. In college sports, the the actual what you have to do and you're responsible for as a head coach is way more difficult because there's a lot less football and a lot more other stuff. And with the NFL... Yeah, but, then,
2: yeah, but I mean... <laughs>
1: With the NFL, you can be Andy Reid, who uh, just wakes up at 4 o'clock in the morning and does football, football, football until 1 I, o'clock I in the morning and then gets 10 minutes sleep. I mean, that's, you could do that in the NFL. You can't. In college, that's just not how it works. I understand that. But what, what, do you
2: think, uh, what do you think Nick Saban does? I mean, he was not a good NFL coach, and he went back to college and has had all this success, and he's getting paid huge amounts of money.
1: Because he's good at the administrative part of recruiting.
2: And talent evaluation and all that stuff. You don't think he's a good coach? I mean, X's and O's?
1: I don't even think we know. Uh, I think he has more
2: influence than that.
1: Well, I know because you base your entire philosophy on passing football around what he said to a couple of coaches But But I think he could be – I think he could honestly be running the quarterback sneak every time, and he would be number one in the country. I don't (laughs) don't think it it takes a genius – no, seriously. you're know, you you
2: severely underselling no. what it it's, takes to be successful.
1: And I think you, you, well, I don't mean for this to sound personal, cause, and you are certainly not the only person who does this, but I think we get in our heads what great coaches these college coaches are when who knows if they can coach. But you know what they can do? They can get the best players and give themselves the advantage in every single game that they coach in. Well, uh, okay. Because
2: when I'm, you have the best players, you're, you're going to win the most games. If you're the head coach of a major university, then yes, that's like being the CEO of a company. Uh, same thing with a, a head NFL coach.
1: He's the CEO. And uh-huh. who, so, And is it, the CEO doing the accounting, or is the CEO putting out fires? I, I,
2: I think they have people to take care of a lot of that stuff.
1: I think uh, whenever you see a new head coach in college football, I'd be interested to talk to Colani you know, or Witt or somebody about this. I think the biggest eye-opener is how much more there is to the job aside from coaching.
2: I, I understand that, but both jobs are very demanding. And I, I just, I, I don't know. It, it, money speaks to people. And I guarantee you those folks down at SC, there is a ton of wealth down there and I bet you I could line up probably 10 guys that would be willing to pay a million dollars a year if it would make SC a winning program. I mean, at the top of college football. So money, they could find their money. What, if somebody, it's a, what motivates you here, if you're a head coach?
1: Here's my comparison real quick, and we've got to get to Cole Fotheringham coming up on the other side. But if somebody came to you later in your career, I don't know what stage that'd be for you, and said, Gordon, you're a great columnist, but here's what we want to do. Double your salary, but guess what? You're going to be covering, beat-wise, a major league baseball team. No. Uh, you know I wouldn't do that. I know, but, but because the job is – I don't want to say more demanding because I'm not trying to Being a columnist and what you do in the paper is admirable and you work very hard. So don't get me wrong here, but being a beat guy where you're covering 180, whatever games and you're doing all the travel and all that stuff. It's a, it's a much more tedious job, I guess. I don't know. Am I explaining this right? Oh yeah. It's it. different. whereas like an NFL and a college coach, it's, it's a different job. You're doing a different, you're, you're doing a different thing. Even though you're called a coach, the demands of the job are so much
2: more. But if you were going to pay someone five times as much, I know a lot of guys who would be willing to do
1: that. I'm not, yes.
2: I'm not, no, right, we're right. I'm not willing to do that because I don't. care. Money isn't motivating me at this point in my career. Well, i I don't care.
1: No, I get it. But five times. I mean, if you pay, if if USC paid Witt twenty five million dollars a year to coach USC, he's doing it. <laughs> Okay, that might have been a bit of an <laughs> ex- yeah, he's, exaggeration he's there. All right, we're here at the Dish Professionals. Cole Fotheringham joins us next. Uh, but uh, Ryan is jumping on with us now. 801-424-3474. 801-424-DISH. And now is the time. Get off the fence. You've been thinking about it. You've been annoyed with your current provider. Uh, maybe cutting the cord wasn't all it was cracked up to be. <laughs> right. Now, today is the day to do something about it with Dish from the Dish Professionals.
3: Yeah, take advantage of uh, the extra money. It's always good when, uh, when you guys are here because uh, we take a little bit of uh, extra advertising money throw throw it uh, the way of the listener and so 100 bucks cash back on top of the great two year offer and you get that NFL red zone um, we just uh, are looking at the schedule Utah Washington State is on the Pac-12 network and uh, you know th- this is going to happen if you're a fan and you want to make sure you get all the games BYU or Utah um, we can get you set up for a couple bucks a day or if you're a college football
1: fan uh, the Game Finder app is, is a key. It's just oh, one yeah. of all these little stuff that makes Dish extraordinary.
3: Yeah, Game Finder, it's uh, it's just simple just because you you can be watching a game, open the app and look and see the scores of everything and set recordings. And it's, uh, you know, one of the, numerous things that dish has that they've just continued to innovate into that system. And, uh, you know, I forgot, I, I don't know if people knock on my door, but I was at my house the other day and I, I got the doorbell camera set up and it was in the, uh, uh, uh our bedroom and the, the little picture of who's at the front door appears on the TV. And I was like, you know, I just, that's such a cool little thing. that dish, you know, is just integrated in the system and they continue to update and uh, you know, we want to make sure you get the best stuff out there for the best price and uh, throw a little extra cash your way.
2: So, Jake, if we go to Ryan's house and ring the doorbell, he's I don't not think answering. he's not answering. No,
3: he's not answering. Mm. No.
1: No. I'm going to see how the lights turn off.
3: <laughs> click, click. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. Shh, dogs, quiet, <laughs> quiet, quiet.
1: Stop. Stop. <laughs> All right, 801-424-801-424-3474. Take advantage of it. You have to sign up during the show uh, to get that 100 bucks back. So, uh uh, get that phone out of the pocket and give them a call. 801-424-DISH. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you. Uh, Cole Fotheringham coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The
0: Zone. It's game week for the Aggies, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. <laughs> The Aggies open Mountain West Conference play with a trip to the Air Force Academy for a showdown against the Falcons. Hear all the pregame action beginning with the Aggie pregame show this Saturday at 4.30 on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Cougars
1: at 30 update. Here's Coach Satake describing the euphoric feeling after the big game. It was
3: exhausting. I got really tired. I mean, I'm getting old. Man, it was just so much fun. The energy that was in the stadium tonight. And I miss our fans. I miss having them at home. And that was something special. You can hear them. They were really loud tonight. They made a difference. I mean, the performance was a lot from what they brought to the table. And uh, I'm just so thankful for them. I hope they. I hope the fans know how much our players love them and how much they love playing for them. They closed in real quick when everyone's still on the field and had to get out of there. But ground surfing, stuff like that, I, I probably it done without it. There's probably some people with some hurt backs and necks right now from picking me out, but I mean, I'm going to do whatever the fans want. This is a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun in the locker room after this, and then we're going to go to work. We're going to go to church
1: tomorrow, and then we go to work. Subtape brought to you by ZeroRes. Your pets are angels, but urine so carpet is a nightmare for your house. ZeroRes has a sophisticated method to remove stains that leaves your carpet clean and smelling fresh. Schedule your appointment with ZeroRes Carpet Cleaning today. salt saltlake.com, or up north, Zero Res, Davis, weber.com.
0: Make a play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. Huh? Huh? You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Sports Network.
1: The suckers lose themselves in the games they love to play. Spick Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety seven five. And 1280 The Zone. Uh, Let's get out of the Smart Rain special guest line joining us now. He joins us weekly here on The Big Show. He is Utah tight end Cole Fotheringham with us. Hey, Cole, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing all right. Uh, You guys uh, put the the rivalry game behind you quite yet. You moving on to San Diego State?
4: Yes, sir. We got the film in this morning. Uh, We're going to make the corrections. And now our focus is on uh, San Diego State.
2: Moving on to Cole, those guys, oh, sorry. uh what was it like uh, afterward I mean coaches like to use these situations as teaching moments uh what 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 did you see that stood out to you as uh, needing improvement? I think
4: that you know, as a team we came out, um, probably well we were confident, maybe a little too confident, and b y u had a great game plan. And they played a great game, and they gave it to us. All the respect to those guys down there. And, uh, you know, we learned from the tape, from our mistakes, and now we're, we're ready to get after the next opponent.
1: Speaking of that, uh, Coach Wood said at his press conference today he felt like some of the issues on offense were, you know, simple mistakes, uh, stuff, uh, you know, he didn't feel like the offense was out physical or beat up or anything like that. He felt like it was just, you know, some execution issues. And I guess with that in mind, how hard are those things to clean up as an offense? Is it just a matter of concentration or preparation, or or how do you go about doing that?
4: Yeah, like, for example, on some of the plays we we had – guys getting the wrong call in the huddle. So, you know, playing in an environment like that down in the Villa Stadium where it was rocking pretty good, um, you know, stuff like that can't happen. So we got to, like you said, dial up our, our concentration levels and just really uh, get get in the zone for those kind of games and make sure that those little minute minute things don't happen because they really do make a difference
2: um, at the end of the game when it's all sort of done you know you guys work so hard you're busting your humps, trying to perfect what you do and you come into a game like that and and you end up losing uh, obviously everybody knows that sucks i get it but from a player who's investing as much as you are and all the other guys too what what how do you respond to it from a from an emotional standpoint
4: i think it's okay to feel those emotions um the night of and even throughout the weekend because we do put so much time and effort into it and when when everything is not clicking in all cylinders you know it does it's a really crappy situation it sucks but um it is about how you respond so I mean football that's why I think football's so great because it teaches you so many life lessons like even in life when things are going your way I mean you could be trying your hardest and doing everything right. But if it doesn't go your way, it's like, how are you going to respond? Are you going to just, you know, sit and pat about it? Or are you going to go strap it up and and, and get after it again for the
1: next week? What was Coach Witt like after the game? Coach Witt was – I think he
4: was more shocked than anything, to be honest. Um, He was disappointed, and I think he knew that it was really – it was. It wasn't like he was pointing fingers on anybody on any side of the ball or on the players or the coaches. It was just a collective, um, you know, a collective disappointment that everyone felt. And um, I I know now that he. I mean, he's he's just learning, taking it as a learning opportunity, looking at it as as a chance to kind of wake us up and and get ready for San Diego State and then into into conference play.
2: You know, that's a really good point there, Cole, because um, you guys, OK, you lose to your rival in state. We get that. But you still have everything to play for. You still have a championship, a conference championship to play for. That must be a real redeeming value to be able to rally around.
4: Exactly. Um, we haven't lost um, the vision of our of our overall goal this year, which is to win the Pactual Championship and, you know, everything didn't go our way that night, and you know it's not ideal to get a loss. We would we would have obviously loved to come out of there with a win, but that doesn't change where where um, where we see ourselves going and and where we believe we can get to.
2: So the confidence didn't wane at all,
4: huh? Um, I don't I don't think so. I think that we're gonna we're gonna take it and and learn from it but we're still confident in in this team and in our abilities, and, and we're going to make the changes that we need to, and we're going to go moving forward full steam ahead.
1: So this weekend's game is in Carson, playing San Diego State, but uh, their their new stadium won't be ready for next year. So playing – you know in southern california but a little further north right uh there in carson and you're you're a southern california guy and i got to imagine not a lot of aztec fans will be going to the game with it so far away so i guess my question is who will be more represented in these stands <laughs> aztec fans or the fatheringham family
4: <laughs> <laughs> um well my family's out here in utah now but i don't i don't actually think anybody from my family will be there um Maybe some maybe some friends down in, in Southern California. I think we play at the Home Depot Center. So not too big too big of a venue. Um, I remember going to a state championship there one year with my dad. So I am excited to get back down into in Southern California, feel some humidity on my skin and and hopefully get after the, the Aztecs.
2: What's it like? I mean, I know that's not your home, but what's it like to go back? To go back to a region of the country where, you know, you are familiar with. You've been there before. You know, it, 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 does it feel different? Does it feel weird? Does it feel good? What? I, I really love going back.
4: Um, I I think that it's a, a great place, and I love just being out there in, in the heat. And the last couple times we have gone there, I think when we played UCLA my freshman year, in Southern California, I scored, and then USC, my sophomore year, I scored. So hopefully, we can keep that trend going, and and uh, keep the the output going up when when we go down into Southern California.
1: Is that important for recruits who who leave Southern California to come to Utah that uh, to know that you know the youth will be back in that area at least once a year, as you indicate with UCLA or USC, or in this case, uh, a couple of times a year? Is that a big deal for recruits from down there?
4: I think it definitely does help Um, knowing that you're going to be able to go down there and play in front of your in front of your friends and family. And in many cases, play the schools that maybe didn't recruit like a UCLA or USC. Some guys on our team obviously have gotten recruited by those guys. But to to be able to show the schools that that might have passed you up what you can do, I think it's pretty, pretty cool opportunity.
2: Do you keep track of what other teams in the Pac-12 are doing? Obviously, Oregon had the big win over Ohio State. UCLA has looked good, and Stanford beats USC. Do you guys track that stuff, or do you just keep your your focus directly toward the ground, toward moving ahead yourselves?
4: Um, I'm definitely aware of what's going, what's going on. I think most of us are, at least if, if they're not watching the games, they're at least following the scores to kind of see what's happening in the conference, to see where everyone stands. And... Um, I mean, I'm not watching every single game from start to finish. That It really doesn't happen until, until you're preparing for that team. Um, then you start watching the game film a little more intensely.
1: San Diego State looked, uh, looked good this week, uh, really handling a Pac-12 team in Arizona. I'm not sure how much film you've watched on them just yet, but what do you think about uh, this week's foe? Yeah, we started watching today some film. Um, they're a really tough team,
4: very athletic. Uh, defensively, they they got after those guys the, the, against Arizona, and they put on a really good show. So I think I think we have our hands full. We got to prepare and have a really good week of practice, and and go down there
2: um, feeling confident and ready to go. Obviously, you're used to playing in front of large crowds. You do it all the time. But I'm curious to know what it's like to play in, in that rivalry game in front of a full stadium where you're on the road and most of the people in the stands have blue on and they're yelling like crazy. Uh, are you able to block all that stuff out, or do you? does it make you think about the circumstance in which you find yourself?
4: Um, I try my best to block it out, but, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie that there's a there's a lot of people in there and it's loud and it's such a fun environment to to go down there and to even like super blessed to just be even a part of that rivalry game and be able to play in it Um, they do a really good job of filling that place up and and keeping the energy high and and supporting their team even through thick and thin so got to give give it up to them
1: you know, you played at home week one, and then that environment you're talking about week two with uh, with BYU. Is it you know after what you experienced last year? Is it is it yeah. just nice having <laughs> that energy there, that juice?
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's night and day difference. You know, last year was so. I mean, I don't I don't even know how to explain it. So foreign and just different with nobody there. It didn't even really feel like like college football at times, but um, it's so nice to get back to that and to have everyone come together to support their teams and, and cheer everybody on. It's really cool.
2: So to wrap up, um, how would you, if you were going to encapsulate what the experience was like uh, a Saturday night, how the team absorbed the loss, and what how it turns its attention to what comes next, I don't know, put all that in your words. We'll Tell, tell our listeners the whole process that you're going through uh, f- from Saturday night on.
4: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously Saturday night is a huge punch in the gut. Um, we were all bummed out, and obviously no one – I mean, we hate to lose, but when it's a rivalry game and an in-state game, and we know that there's um, – you know, going to be a lot of talk and we're going to hear it from them. Like, yeah, it sucks, but we're just going to have to take it, own up to it, own our mistakes, correct them. And now we're, we're looking forward full steam ahead. We're not, um, we're putting that game in the rear view and, and, you know, all you can do is learn from it and get ready for the next game. So that's where we're at right now. I would say we're just trying to dial in what we want to do exactly. Um, offensively for for this game and we got to get in the film room studying these guys up they got um, a lot of different pressure looks and different things that they do on on defense that we we got to get ready for so that's where we're at
1: cole i know it's not easy sometimes jumping on the radio right after yeah. tough losses so yeah. we certainly appreciate you doing it sharing a little insight good luck this weekend uh down there in carson against san diego state
2: Appreciate it, guys. Uh, I got one more for you, Cole, before you go. Yeah. Uh, We were talking earlier about the job of a tight end and what they do, and we were talking about how much they love catching the ball, but blocking is important, too, all the other sort of, you know, creating space for the run game and also protecting the quarterback. Yeah. do you get a sense of fulfillment out of doing the 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 more you know the gritty stuff, or do you wanna be catching passes all day?
4: I mean everyone wants to be catching passes, but uh there's only so many opportunities you get, and when when you get them you gotta make the most out of them but I do get a lot of um satisfaction like you said out of making a a good block for the running back or or creating lanes like i think that is just as impactful for, for our team. And, you know, I'm trying to do my best when, whenever I'm, I'm asked to do anything uh, in, in this offense. And I just want to, you know, give everything I got in every play, every rep I get. So I think that that run blocking, and even if you get put into some pass pro, like those are are roles that you got to own and, and you got to do it to the best of your ability because it, it all matters.
1: Thanks, Cole. We appreciate you, buddy. Yep. There you go. Uh, Cole Fotheringham, he's going to join us every Monday at 530 here on The Big Show. Pretty good stuff there. From that Cole. was really good stuff yeah. from Cole. All, all of it. Absolutely. Did you get a sense from
2: him about an attitude thing with the, with the uh, youths? It seems He seems like he's really healthy, that uh, he's ready to really, as he said, turn that page and move on to what comes next. Yep. What else can you do? But I'll bet with some guys, it's hard. It's very difficult to do that because they, fa- fa- all the fans out there who are listeners or fans of the Utes, it's tough for you, but think about the players.
1: Yeah. And they don't have a ton of time to do it either. You've got to yeah. turn the page. And, and honestly, San Diego State, this is not, a, uh, not an easy game. San yeah. Diego State is going to bring it, and they play, you know, a brand of football that can be tough to play against. And so, you're on the road. Well, kind of. In a way, yeah. How far is Carson from San Diego?
2: Oh, I would guess, what is that? Hour and a half, maybe? Give me miles. Don't give me time. I don't know. What, I would guess
1: 90 miles? It's clearly 112 and a half. 112. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's more than I even thought, 112 and a half. That's yeah. a long way away. Two remember, hours, one minute, really.
2: I remember sitting at Jack Murphy or Qualcomm, whatever you want to call it, once before. And I don't remember whether it was the Utes or it was the Cougars playing against San Diego State. But I was sitting in the press box and looking out over the stadium, and it is open air. And it was like four minutes before the kickoff, and there were like two people there. Two people. I couldn't believe it. Is it going to be a football game or not? I don't know whether the Aztec fans are really, at least at that time, were too fired up about their team.
1: Well, to, to steal your UCLA take, what do you expect in a stadium that big, Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this what was... what do you expect there were there was probably thousands of people, but in that cavernous stadium you it looked to you like two what are they supposed to do eventually fans for the other team showed
2: up you know and but uh the Aztec fans were kind of sparse
1: you know were they they were social distancing hmm. Stay tuned more big show live from the the dish professionals coming up next ninety seven five and twelve eighty of the zone. <laughs>
0: Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in The Zone Sports Network.
1: Utes at 50 update. Here's Coach Witt saying there's not much time to hang their heads about the loss over the weekend. We got a regroup and I got a road trip to uh, San Diego State. We put one on Arizona tonight, so uh, we got our hands full in in that game. And uh, that's all we can do is pick ourselves up off the mat, uh, figure out where deficiencies are, and uh, get them corrected and uh, be ready to play the Aztec. This update brought to you by our friends at LendRight Mortgage. They will be live with DJ and PK Friday morning to help you get the lowest rates on your new mortgage or refinance. Listen Friday morning and visit LendRightMortgage.com for more information.
0: Don't make a play. the best college football coverage in utah is right here on the zone sports network we don't quit let's go fresh off their win against utah byu welcomes in arizona state this saturday for a showdown against the sun devils huh? Huh? you're listening to the big show with gordon monson and jake scott on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
1: Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty, the Zone, live at the Dish. Professionals eight zero one four two four Dish. In fact, Ryan's jumping on with us once again, helping out our listeners. And uh Ryan, are you glad it's football season?
3: Oh man, you got to be. We are too. <laughs> totally love it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's great for business because it. Uh, I think every year our, we we get very busy this time of year because people are looking for it. But I mean, I'm a fan, so yeah, it's uh, it's. It's so much better than last year. This, if you will look at it from a TV standpoint, honestly,
1: football is the best TV show out there. I mean, yeah. you look at the ratings, you look at what people want to watch, whether it's college or pro, uh, football is the – I mean, Gordon, remember last yeah. year when we looked through what was it? The 69 one,
3: or 70 of the top 100 shows were football games. Were football games. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, that's, I'm more committed to watching that than I am anything else on TV.
1: Oh, I, I think all of us are. Yeah. And I'll, probably, I'll throw Megan into that. I mean, it's <laughs> probably what we're what we're all doing. And the cool thing about DISH is they've really turned into that spin, right, where they, yeah. they make it easier to consume football products. I mean, multiple games at once, all the stuff that we talk about. I mean, they make it easier for us football fans.
3: Yeah, you've, you've got so many things now. This is an involvement because, you know, when DISH – first kind of was around there wasn't it really was not such a great sports channel and we sold direct tv at the time and they've done such a good job now with uh you know obviously that they they got the pack 12 that's not going to change the next three years um you've got the nfl red zone you get that all set up you've got the um the, the game finder app you've got a sports bar mode, which I used on Saturday. Oh yeah. Super Super cool. Well, right to the tailgater. We were talking about earlier tailgating fans they're
1: catering to them too.
3: Yeah. Then you got the tailgater and you know, in the state we live in between the tailgaters and campers and fishermen and everybody who enjoys our great outdoors, you know, dish is the only company that has, you know, an automatic dish. You just, it's little portable, take it with you, set it outside, auto finds the satellite and your, uh, You're set up, you're watching the game in HD, and no other person or or no other company out there offers anything like this.
1: 801-424-DISH is the number to call. And if you've been on the fence, now's the time. Still have time to get in on that uh,
3: $100. Yeah, we're not going to be open much longer, probably another uh, 30 minutes or so today. But if you call in now, so this is your opportunity, and uh, get set up, we'll give you the great two-year promotion uh, two years worth of uh, uh, the, the credits and the the price is guaranteed not to change, which is a massive thing. Um, I just, you know, Hulu just did a rate, rate increase. There's all these rate increases that continuously happen. If you get set up with Dish, your price is guaranteed not to change. You get movie channels, even paid-per-view channels. We'll throw in the Google Nest Wi-Fi router. Uh, what have we got? There's also the NFL Red Zone. And yeah. then and 100 you're, And bucks. you're giving them 100 bucks And 100 bucks, Right there. Yeah. Wow. And you, that, you literally send them the the money. Send them money, yeah. It comes wow. directly from me to them. So that's a, <laughs> it's a good deal. Very that generous is a good deal. You, yeah. No, it's awesome. You it can't one, call an 800 number and gets get right. something like this. So. <laughs> and so many
1: promotions you get in the mail to, you know, like a, a $100 credit to the Nickelcade or something like that. Like you're, you're getting a
3: check in the uh, mail i'm giving you cash it's awesome i'll make it easy
1: 801 424 call now 801-424-3474 thanks ryan thanks guys call now 801 424 two four-ish more next 97.5 and 1280 the zone wrap it up big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone you know, Gordon, Monday after the rivalries, are, uh, rivalry games are often fun.
2: They are lots to talk about, obviously. And uh, I admitted I was wrong in my prediction about that game. I hope uh, everybody who uh, might. I've been getting a lot of correspondence, Jake. Uh, I, I know that's shocking, but uh, I've gotten a lot of correspondence from people pointing out to me that I picked the wrong team. And I did. I miscalculated how good BYU is. Uh, and, I mean, they hadn't beaten that team in nine previous times. And they not only did they beat the Utes, they handled the Utes.
1: But you don't think you miscalculated about how good Utah is?
2: I think Utah can still really be a good team. I do. But BYU was better. Can I tell you? I'm sorry. I was wrong. That's what I say.
1: Yeah, but you're admitting you were wrong for the wrong reasons. Why? You don't think you overestimated Utah at
2: all? Uh, I think it was much more the other way. I think you. I think mm-hmm. BYU deserves all the credit in the world for what happened on the field that night, and I was impressed.
1: I was impressed. I was with, more impressed. Well, I wasn't with, surprised. With, I was
2: more impressed with the way BYU played than I was um, uh, critical of the way Utah played. Okay. Cougars deserve a whole lot of credit, man. They do. They do. Unlike you, I'm giving it to them. Oh, well, I've been giving it to them all show. I'm just not giving Utah a pass. You said that what Utah did was a
1: bigger story than what BYU did. Bigger story. Yeah, I don't think so, man. Bigger story. That's not about credit. That's about what? how do you describe news? That which is extraordinary. Yeah, right. That's a pretty good point, actually. Hmm. I have to think about that. Hey, how about that? Ending the show on, on some middle ground. Boy, howdy. God, this is weird. <laughs> Boy, howdy? What will we do tomorrow? <laughs> Gordon, enjoy your evening, sir. We'll uh, see you tomorrow. Okay. It's the well, big okay. show. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.